Okay. So, finally, the trade deadline has come and gone. And we don't have to worry about the Bruins making a big splash or not a big splash or who they're going to get or what's going to happen because now we know. It is all settled. The dust. (laughs) The dust is settled. So let's just go right into the trade deadline real quick um, and see, you know, what we kind of thought about the the trades and, and what happened. So... The Bruins did not do the big move that everybody was hoping they were going to do, make a big splash with picking up a Kreider or a Palmieri or something like that. Um, just so happened that Kreider is staying in New York for way too long yeah. and for way too much money. Right. So I'm glad that we didn't do anything like that where we pick him up and then he demands this big contract because realistically he's probably going to be a rental anyway. And by the looks of what everything went for on the market, he was a very, very expensive rental. Yeah, I'd agree. So what the Bruins did, we'll start with the first trade that they did, which I think a lot of people are happy about, and I'd be curious to see your opinion on it. So we traded away Backus, a first-round pick, and a prospect in Axel Anderson, who I thought looked fairly good in training camp, but I think he was still a few years away from – um making it to the big, you know, to the Bruins. And and we're really getting kind of stuck with how many prospects we have right now that are promising. So I think in order to unload a contract like you did with Bacchus's, which we only retained 25% of that that contract, um, you, you had to make a move like that, trading a first and trading a potential very good prospect. Yeah, that's just the price. Uh, 100%, that's how I felt. And... In return, that that was a trade with Anaheim. In return, we got Andre. I don't even know how to say his last name because everyone says Case, but apparently it's not actually the pronunciation of his name yet. And he hasn't played a game, so I can't tell you. Yeah, we're waiting on Jack. Yeah, we're not, pretty we're much. Waiting on Mr. Edwards to say how to say that one. <clears throat> no, I like it. Uh, I'm all for having a you know a seventh defenseman. <laughs> you know, well. Okay. I mean, he, he might so, he might sneak in there. That's fine, but I I'm not saying he's the seventh defenseman. But I'm saying no. He this well, makes, he's a forward. What? He's a forward. He yeah. So he's a forward, and he's supposed to play on the Krejci line. Okay. Well, fucking my research is uh, non-existent. So <laughs> so well, he also has he hasn't been playing recently either. So okay. So we got an injured guy. Well, apparently he had the flu, and then maybe concussion. Well, we don't want I mean, that in what's the big deal? We yeah, want, right. Exactly. We don't want the flu in the locker room again. That's probably Bruins are probably doing extra cautionary tales with that. Yeah. Um hopefully it's not the coronavirus since that was just found in Orange County. Um Oh boy. <clears throat> this might be our last cast, Andrew. I don't know. Um I can hear you getting sick over there. Oh god. Uh shit. Now I can't think about anything but dying from the coronavirus. Um <laughs> All right, so we didn't get a seventh defenseman. So we did fuck not. that. But uh no, I'm I mean, I'm I'm good with a third a third liner. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see how he plugs and plays. Uh, I don't know. It just kind of felt like like whose spot is he taking? So so that's the thing. It's it's kind of up in the air right now whether he plays on the second or the third line. Um, but that sort of brings us into the next trade that they made again with Anaheim for. I know. Reason. What I didn't that was I thought that was weird. I couldn't remember a year that ever happened. So they did a straight up one for one trade. 
our our uh, favorite Danton Heinen yeah. is on his way to, to Anaheim. I'm excited he's going to be close to me. For, <laughs> so you can go heckle him at the games? I'm just going to go hang out. Yeah. So they traded him straight up one for one for Brett Ritchie's brother, um, Lionel Ritchie. That's not a good joke, is it? No, it's great. I, I mean, <laughs> all right. Okay, I just, I'm so just they, picturing Lionel Richie on skates, and it's dude. It's, that would be it's fantastic. That'd be sick. Yeah. Um. But anyways, they traded for his brother Nick Richie, who is supposedly just a better version of him. I don't know. I, That's I cool. mean, I mean, if one Richie isn't throwing punches the way you want him to, maybe the other one will. I, I saw the worst headline that said, "The rich get richier." Ew. <laughs> Haggerty. So, so anyway, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so he's a bigger body. He's like six two or something, six three. Um, weighs a lot more than Hyden. Has almost three times as many hits. And realistically, he has just about as many goals and points. He's he only has a few points less than Hyden. I'm not losing sleep over this trade. I've talked about this in the past. Um, but I think that maybe it will add that little bit of depth and and strength that we kind of need on those lower lines so that we again don't get bullied throughout the playoffs. I yeah. mean this is something that we needed and in this as well we freed up another like 2 million dollars in cap space. So we we freed up so much money with Anaheim in these two trades that that will give you the money to re-sign Krug and to re-sign Bjork and some of these guys that are going to demand money at at free agency that you couldn't afford before yes by by getting rid of people or at least with back as people you were never going to use um yeah I, i'm no i mean I, i'm a fan of all the moves i just hope you know we we talked about if we're not gonna if we're not gonna go for that star player we get some grit and it looks like that's what they tried to take a swing at um but we'll just have to see if that's how it transpires yeah so we kind of got our first look last night or, um, you know, Tuesday night against uh, Calgary, which was not a good game. We'll get into that a little yeah. bit in a in a few. But it was nice that you got, got to watch bit, that up close. Yeah, we we got to see Richie, um, see what he could do. Not very flashy, not very special. But the thing that I hate is you know everybody's already jumping on his back. The guy flew here and played in less than twenty four hours on a team that he's never played with, guys he's never played with. And he went from, I'm just going to say for the sake of this, worst to first. You know, like, he's got to have time to kind of get used to this team and get into the rhythm a little bit. You can't just expect him to go out there and have a good game. I agree. Um, so, but that's what we do. That's the balcony That is chatter. what we do. Right. Uh, everyone expects it to be like Doug Mirabelli, who when we traded for him back from, like, the Mets or the Yankees or whatever, he just got, like, helicopter landed and played that night to catch for Tim Wakefield. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They police escorted him to the stadium. That's right. Yeah. yeah they might as well sick. just helicopter landed in the outfield. That would have been way sicker. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. We, we as a fan base, we're always like earn our respect, especially as the Bruins fan base. So, to be honest, before going into that game yesterday, I was thinking maybe he'll try to just get the crowd into the into the game, get people liking him a little bit, and maybe he'll have a go with Lucic or something like that. I don't yeah, know. He's probably it tired. Happen, obviously. Honestly, he just oh, probably flew. He's probably tired. Right. Ne- watch for that next next game. Watch for that tomorrow night. Right. Uh, when we got Dallas in town. 
Yep. That's not, uh, it's another we, not we, super fun matchup either. No, and and they haven't been playing like they want to win games. I mean that we when we get into this Calgary game, we'll touch a little bit on the Vancouver game quickly too, which there isn't much to talk about there, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but before we talk about those games, uh, you know, do you have anything else on the trade deadline? I think that they did a. I think Sweeney did a fairly good job with I like the addressing the needs. Yeah. And and making some space for some for some other contracts coming up. Yeah. Uh, we. I mean, we definitely didn't get worse, and I think we got a little better. And uh, and uh, I. I. If you. If the price. Here's the thing. If the prices are so high that you're not going to make the big swing at the big player, um, then I think planning for next year is, is good. And I, uh, I would, I would be against anybody making the argument that he left that money on the table when he could have spent it. Cause I don't think there was anything else he could have spent it on this season. So a couple things real quick before we move on, like <clears throat> I am sort of upset with the fact that Wayne Simmons went to Buffalo, yeah. who is not a good team, from no. New Jersey, who is a worse team, right. for a fifth-round pick. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that either we didn't go for, go after him, which whatever, but it makes me kind of think that he doesn't want to be in Boston ever. He's had the opportunity when he was getting traded to, to like, they kicked the tires on him. Obviously, they, they um, reached out to try to see what they could do, and he chose Nashville or, where you know, Nashville and then New Jersey, so is what it is but I mean I feel like a, I would have given up a fourth round pick for him you know like I feel like he's a good person a good player that the fans would like he'd fit in really well on that second line with Krejci he's a big guy he can throw him if he has to you know it's it would have been I would have loved to go for him I agree I would um, I mean I, I would have given a, a fourth for sure I would have given a it, fourth and a prospect if I had to some stuff doesn't make any sense to me. Like some players went for way more than they ever should have, and other players went for way less than they ever should have. So it was a very strange deadline this year, and I think it was. I think I read somewhere that it was the most active trade deadline of all time, like the most amount of transactions in one day. Yeah, um, it was flying yesterday, uh, Monday. I, I thought that was going to come, man. It felt like that. It felt like the year before was the craziest, and then. I was wondering if it was going to outdo itself, and it certainly did. I mean, if we had got the opportunity to pick up Kreider or somebody like a big name like that, it probably would have set us over that hump to be the absolute favorite to win. We're still one of the favorites to win the whole thing, but we we didn't get worse, and our team, I don't know if people forget, we're still in first place. And adding what I we I think did, people do. I think people do forget that. Right. I don't know if it's because they want to forget that or what, but um, not good enough. Yeah, so I'm happy with this team. I think they have a good shot at it, and I think that they got better. Even just a, even if it was just a little bit, they still got better in my eyes. I agree. Um, and unloading that contract is huge. That's massive. One last one last thing I want to talk about before we move on to the next thing is. So Patrick Marlowe got traded to Pittsburgh because they wanted to give him the opportunity to win a cup first of all I, I'm, I don't like to ever count out Pittsburgh but I don't think that they have what it takes this year to win at all I also, I always love those moves um, because I just I'm rooting for them to completely fall on their face yeah but the thing that bothered me was I don't you know I, I for a moment in time I really did think that we would pick up Joe Thornton for a fourth line 
player. You know, like just to have on the team to give him the shot at winning a cup, come back, make it full circle with Boston, potentially go all the way. And the deadline came and went, and they, it, it like reports coming out today or interviews with him today, said that he was upset that he didn't get traded. So they gave Marlowe the opportunity to be traded, and Thornton either didn't, nobody wanted him, or he didn't get the opportunity to be traded to a contender. And I don't know which it was, but that kind of bums me out either way. Yeah, I just uh, I, I I saw this on Twitter. I I don't think the Bruins ever made an offer or even pick up the phone about it. I it, I think that they just looked at what they have on their fourth line with Corrali, Wagner, and whoever else slots in on there, whether it's Lindholm or Nordstrom or whoever it is, and he just doesn't fit because he's too slow. Everyone on that line is fast, right. and and they can hit too. You can't really have a guy dragging the fourth line down like that. He's a great setup guy, and he's one of the best assist guys that there is. But, you know, it's all about speed right now. And I, I as much as I wanted it to happen in fantasy land, it, it's the probably the right move that they didn't go after him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also heard that the other part on the other speculation on Twitter was that they were asking for too much. So I I mean I believe that too, but at the same time they let Marlowe go for what like a fourth or fifth round pick, and I don't think that's too much for Thor. How close to the end of the deadline did Marlowe move? Uh, not close. Like yeah. it was so on it was on it deadline was, day, but yeah, but maybe it was kind of a matter of we can't give away two guys. Um, I don't know. Just kind of feels I mean, shitty to Joe. That's that's what I mean. It would have been nice to see him go somewhere and give it a shot. <clears throat> So, anyways, overall, in in my eyes, the trade deadline was pretty good. Um, I think that we did the best that we could with what was available and without giving up too much. A lot of teams gave up way too much, and I think it's going to bite them when they don't. Teams like Vancouver that aren't going to win the Cup, and they gave up a lot for players that they're acting like they're a contending team, but they're not. So, I don't know. I think it was good, but... I guess that kind of leads us into talking about the last couple games here. So we had the we had that West Coast trip. We played Calgary, played Edmonton, we played um, Vancouver, and yeah. to quickly go through the Calgary game, that was an up and down game. I, I mean, I I wasn't fully watching the game. I was watching it here and there, and every time I would look at the screen, it was a different score. The like that game was so up and down, and they were. They scored two goals in the first, like, two minutes. So they they ended up coming back, winning that game in overtime. It was great. And then the next night, on a long back-to-back Western trip, they play against Vancouver, uh, 10 o'clock start, 10 p.m. on the East Coast. Um, and that was just a nightmare. Yeah. Did you watch that game? I didn't. I remember getting a phone <laughs> alert for it and being like, um, what? So I ended up watching the whole game like I typically do. And, you know, there was no point where I thought that we had a shot to win that game. We ended up going, you know, Vancouver at the end of the game scored nine goals. It was nine to three. So we ended up at one point getting it to, from we get we got into six to three. Yeah. And I was like, if they can score one more, get that fourth goal, maybe they have a shot. They have some momentum going in their favor. Maybe they have a shot. And then Vancouver just piled it on after that. There's not really much reason to talk about that game because I think Tuca let up four, Halak let up five. It was just a nightmare. Um, 
the only bright side of that game for us as fans is that Pasta scored two goals. I don't know. I think it was pretty cool that new new Bruins wing Tyler Toffoli scored two. Oh, oh wait. Oh god. Oh, oh god. You had to go there, huh? He just pissed in our Cheerios a little bit. Like, I can tell that you're salty that about that one. I want that guy. I wanted him. And now he's going to be in the West Coast forever. Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I am salty about that one. Um, no, that game just seems like an absolute clusterfuck, and uh, I, I think the hangover of that carried into today. And uh, it's just... I don't know. I think we gotta t- we gotta turn some shit around here. I, th- I think those are two ugly losses where there's not much to really gain from it, and you just gotta completely shake that shit and get back to Bruins hockey. Look, I don't know who made this schedule, but all of these back to backs towards the end of the season are just cruel. Like, this is where you get players hurt. This is where, like, especially when you're sending them out to the West Coast. I know that every team plays a similar schedule at at one point or another throughout the year. Yeah. But, it, it, like, recently, almost every game for the Bruins has been back-to-back. Like, there's been so many back-to-backs for them in the past, like, three or four weeks that this is the time that you wear everyone down before the playoffs. They get injured going into the into the uh, postseason. And then you don't get that star power that you want in your playoff games. Like, last year, for instance, Pasta, Bergeron, Marchand, they were they did nothing throughout the playoffs. They were all hurt. Everybody was injured. Nobody looked good. You know, like these are the things that if you're the NHL, you want those players to be lighting it up. Like you want them to be playing against Washington and Pasta scores two goals and Ovechkin scores two goals and Marchand scores one and and Oshie scores two. You know, like you want your big guys to be scoring all the time and they can't keep up with these types of schedules. I mean, 82 games is a long season. Um, and when you start getting on these like long road trips and back to backs that are in completely different time zones, I don't I don't think that it's the best case scenario for some teams. Right. They're getting paid millions of dollars. What are you gonna do? I, I you know I'm not I'm not being I'm not no, saying know, you, but it's you shouldn't like every, do that every other to these people. Collective CBAs are working on cutting the shit out of here. Right. And like working on like they've already cut the trips heavily in the NBA of how long you can be on the road and. Yeah, yeah. It's just I think the players' union needs to band together if there's if they have a big problem with it and sort it out, make some demands for it. I think it's fair, and it just hurts franchises. And I don't know. I mean, we we're lucky this didn't happen, but it's you know people can get injured out there. I mean, I think it's one thing to go on a road trip. That's part of the game. It is what it is. But yeah, to have back to backs like consistently on a different time zone and things like that. I I mean, I guess it's hard to say because the teams that they're playing or on their regular time zone. So it, it you know, you kind of lose it's a lose-lose in certain situations because of the time differences, but I mean, I don't know. Hopefully we can pull through this like little slump that we have right now. When I say slump, we've lost two games in a row, which is really not that bad in the grand scheme of things, but um last night wasn't a pretty pretty night either with with us playing Calgary. Um it looked like that everyone had concrete in their skates you know Cassidy came out after the game and he said um, some guys sh- y- you could see the guys that showed up some guys didn't really show up and some guys barely even broke a sweat and that's kind of a jab at a lot of players if you if you watch that game last night you know like and that's the thing that I, I love about Cassidy a tough one today 
Yeah. I bet practice. I bet it wasn't fun. It wasn't a fun time in Austin today. Right. And I love that about Cassie. He's not afraid to like. He's not throwing anyone specifically under the bus. But even if he wanted to, he would. He's not afraid to say what he's feeling and in, in the way that he thinks is going to affect the team the most. And he'll bench someone next game if if he specifically thought that like, uh, I don't know, Wagner was playing like garbage. He would bench him for sure because he has done that in the past. So I don't. I'm just giving an example. I don't know. Wagner played fine. Corrali played good, uh, but like McAvoy played like trash. You know, like th- there wasn't a lot of good that came out of that game last night. It seemed like every bounce was going in Calgary's direction, and zero percent of the bounces were going in our direction. So it was a tough one. Let's. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just like they they just look tired and shit. It's just it's frustrating. I don't I don't know. I don't have much else to say about it. It's yeah. just like it's just like get back to playing your game because you haven't been. Uh, yep. No no more road trips at the moment. So tomorrow you've been sleeping in your own bed for two nights. Do do something about it tomorrow. I I expect a completely different team to come out against Dallas. I mean they know they have to they have to win. Like, yeah, you're in first place. You're up by four or five points, however many it is. But Tampa will catch you fast. And so will Washington. They will catch up to you, and it won't be – you'll blink, and you'll be, like, tied. So it's it's only a matter of time before you start slipping in the in the standings, and so do they. And, so, and they start turning it on again. Yeah. Um. So I hope to see a different team against Dallas. Uh, I don't want to see Sagan score. <laughs> Yeah. But you know, I, I I don't know. I wonder if people are. I wonder if girls are still bringing signs for him. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah. Oh, I got I got a I got a story for you that I, about the game on Tuesday. Uh huh. So during the first period, probably about ten minutes in, this guy goes f- rolling down the ro- the the aisle next to me from the from the top, straight up, like all the way down, and he goes. He he's like somersaulting all the way down, and he hits the bottom, and it's like boom, and everybody looks over, and he's just laying there, and some dude then threw his shoe from the top all the way down to him. They come over, they're like, "Hey, like, what what happened?" And he is just hammered, and so they finally get him up. It probably takes like five minutes for them to get him down the stairs, and this is like halfway through the the period, in the first period. And it's Tuesday night. Like, I don't know what this guy got into beforehand, but he was he was having a good time. And so they finally get him down to the bottom, and like they're like, "All right, well, we're gonna take you to the hospital." And he's like, "No, no, 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 I'm gonna, I'm not gonna go to the hospital. I'm gonna stay here." And they're like, "Well, n- no, you're not." And so they argue back and forth. This goes on for a while. Like I could, I don't know why they didn't just pull him out or like take him out. And. uh and they go, all right, cool. Well, then you just have to sign this thing. And he's like, oh, I don't want to. And then he clearly either was still so drunk or also super concussed or both. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Tuesday, Tuesday night, living the dream. He probably didn't know it was Tuesday. No, no, no. He didn't, Dude, he didn't know where he was anymore. But, yeah, nice. I mean, the the things that you see sometimes, I mean – that's that's one of the worst ones I've seen this season, but pretty good time. Uh, 
and also, so wait, we have Dallas, and then this weekend we have uh, new. Uh, we have the Islanders on Saturday. I will be out there um, for the quick road trip, and then we come back. Ne- oh no, then we're at, we are on a road trip again. So we have Islanders on Saturday. Tuesday we have um, Tampa, and then Thursday we have Florida. I think so. Hey, that's East get- Coast. Yeah, at least. I mean, they got to get it together here. Tampa's going to be a big one. Um, we need Florida to start winning some games, maybe not the one against us, but they're very close to knocking Toronto out of playoff contention. Well, I'd love that. I hate Toronto yeah. in the playoffs. Yep. I love that city sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, um, do you happen to have anything to talk about with the Celtics? I got a couple things, yeah. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy. We're in the midst of a... Uh, West Coast road trip. Um, that Lakers game was uh, infuriating, um, but but also encouraging. Uh, as every game of this trip has been, playing without Kemba Walker and seeing how this team does is just pretty awesome. Um, I just, uh, I don't know, last night looked really good against the Blazers. Uh, we got a back-to-back tonight in Utah. Uh, let's see if Gordon Hayward shows out in his former, you know, his former home. Um, no, I'm I'm really I'm I'm re- I'm really satisfied. Jason Tatum's playing out of his mind. Uh, he's just an absolute freak. Yeah, he's kind of turned it on. I mean, not that he hasn't been playing well, but he's really turned it on recently. Yeah, and uh, it's just I don't know. Someone tweeted about like how it was like uh, I hope I hope that how t- how good Tatum's doing isn't outshining the season that Brown's having, and I completely agree. Because um, they're both just, I don't know, they're both the future of this team, and I'm so glad that we didn't move either of them in the last two or three years. I I would totally agree. Um, I was hoping that you would talk about the Lakers game a little bit because that was a great game until the the very end of that game, and then it, yeah. was, it was unbearable to watch. It was. Um, they ruined a great game for me personally. Like, as the, as the casual basketball fan, I was having a great time up until the end. It just it it reaches a point where it's like why do we have all this camera stuff? Yeah. If it's just shit like that, um, I think both teams got the short end of a stick in in various situations, and it's just it's getting pretty annoying. And then the two minute report came out and said that it was like incidental contact with Caldwell Pope and the out of bounds call. The out of bounds call was really frustrating and. I don't know that I kind of tried to push it out because it was I was okay with the loss, except I wasn't okay with it that way, you know? Right. I mean, and and some of those calls could have changed that game. A thousand percent. I I mean, they only lost by what? Two? They lost by one. One. Sure. Yeah. So three. It was three. They lost by three because if that Tatum shot counts, it's overtime. Oh, right, right. Yeah, no, that was frustrating. Like I said, I mean, as the casual basketball fan watching that game, it was such a great game, and then it just happened to, like, fall apart at the end there. And I don't know if it's because it was in L.A. and that was – I don't know. I'm not going to speculate on that. But Um, I watched the Kobe Memorial. That was really touching. I thought Michael Jordan had a great speech. Everyone should watch that if they haven't. 
Definitely. Um, it was cool to see the Celtics trickled in there and as they cut around the arena. I was really happy with the organization being able to do that. Um, yeah, uh, that that one sucked. That one stung, D- and it just sucked in a. It sucked like when it it wasn't like the. Like the Celtics didn't do anything wrong, is what I felt, you know. Yeah. Like, and then uh, Brad, Brad got a technical again last night, which has got to be the first time in his career he's had back-to-back technicals. What was the one for anyway? Before, because he said something. Like, what yeah. was the one in the Laker game? Yeah, I think it was that. It was the same thing he did uh, yeah. last night in Portland. And last night's was I don't know. They had I don't know if it was the same ref I have a huge problem with or someone else, but. This guy who's pretty soft. Uh, refer- an official who's too soft to be in the league, if you ask me. <laughs> I mean, all the refs suck, but... Yeah. So. I well, don't know. W- what do they have for games coming up here? Anything? We got, we got the Jazz tonight. Uh, okay. in, in about an hour. And then uh, I think that that'll conclude the... Or we might have to stop in Phoenix real quick. Let me see. I'm just pulling this up real quick. NBA app loves to take its time loading. Everybody <laughs> download the NBA app if you have the time for it. Um, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor yet, uh, yeah. and probably never now. But, but NBA okay. app, hit us up. Hit us for up, sure. dude. We'll plug yeah. you. Definitely. We'll plug you even if we don't do it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> Any publicity is good publicity. Shout uh, out NBA app. Yeah, shout out NBA app indeed. Uh, we're back. We're oh Saturday. We're back in Boston to face the Houston Rockets. Uh, that Rockets game was pretty in- intriguing uh, with the new look Rockets who don't play a center anymore, or even have one on the team. So that'll be interesting. Um, <laughs> and it'll, it'll be good to be to end this West Coast road trip. Have a couple days off because it looks like they're off tonight ap- <coughs> after tonight until Saturday. So that's good. And then we got the. Uh, the Nets got a nice little homestand. The Nets starting off next Tuesday, so pretty pretty chill next week for the Celtics. I think we uh, I think you and I ought to check in either right before you go or right after you get back from the Islanders, and that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, down there. Um, the episode I was on the Airbuds podcast and I plugged us, and that episode dropped today. Everybody check out the Airbuds pod, one of the best basketball pods going, according to Vulture dot com. Ooh. That's that's pretty uh, spicy. Yeah, it's good. It's good plug. It's good. It's good. Yeah. So did I you guys ar- did did you guys argue basketball or were you discussing what's going on in the league? There, oh man, there was so much of it that wasn't basketball at all. <laughs> but uh, but it was basically it was two Knicks fans, a Nets fan, and then me. And so I was just I was just there to be ridiculed. That sounds right. <laughs> that sounds about right. And uh, this dude went off on Boston when I actually had to step out of the room to let one of the other guests in. And uh, I was re- listening to that today. I wish I could have defended some stuff. Nothing he said was especially wrong. But, uh, yeah, we g- we got into how Gordon Hayward likes Rush Limbaugh. It was a whole thing. Uh, <laughs> it was a whole thing. Everybody oh, will f- – somebody will find anything to say about Boston, like even the most random thing like that. Yeah. A thousand percent. And it's kind of dope, though. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Everyone was <laughs> – Jamel was the host, Jamel Johnson. Shout out, Jamel. Uh, who said he is down to come and, come on and talk some caps so we can have him for, like, a playoff preview. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
he he was talking about how <laughs> they were making the joke or that everybody anybody who chose between the Celtics and the Lakers Lakers in the eighties uh, who chose the Celtics is racist. <laughs> so. Dude, <laughs> well, so. wh- what was the what was the um, podcast called again? Airbuds Pod, Airbuds Podcast. So definitely check that out. Um, check out the Airbuds Podcast. Yeah, I'm on the most recent episode. They, all their episodes are great. They're really fun guys. We'll post um, a link for that so that everyone yeah. can. Uh, click on it and check it out yeah yeah that sounds awesome and then you and i will talk soon because we're gonna we are definitely gonna talk about um the game against dallas and then we'll recap some of the stuff from this weekend with the islanders uh and see how the celtics do in that rockets game too yeah that's the big one that's the big one so yeah it's the test of the week for them hopefully they get a w tonight yeah as well against a struggling jazz team they need it they need it. We need it. I need that yep. spirit uplift. Be- beating beating on the Blazers wasn't enough to bring me back from that Lakers loss. <laughs> I need us to beat a, a, a playoff team. So. Ugh. so All right, man. See. All right, dude. Safe trip. Yep. That's it.